You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, still haven't wrapped my arms around the idea that Alabama's not playing football Saturday. It just It's surreal, but uh, uh, I'll just watch other college football games. Yeah, um, it, it's really surreal, and the fact is, uh, some other games have been canceled since we last did the podcast. Uh, Ohio State and Maryland, which is a game that I was looking forward to. I mean, Talia yeah. Tungavailoa getting to go off against uh, Ohio State, a, a team that has been susceptible defensively this year to a degree. So I thought Talia would have a good shot to make a splash in that game. And it's unfortunate, but that game has been called off. Georgia-Missouri has been called off since we last talked. Um, wow, it's you know, I, this COVID thing is a thing. It's a thing. Kicking, I've seen some people kicking the tires of the idea of, oh, man, you know, the whole season's going down the tubes. I, I don't believe that. No. Um, no. I, they're going to squeeze in a championship. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Um, but it, it boy, it really, it, it's made it for some interesting times. And I think, though, once we get back on track, now that Halloween is behind us, um, if we can get back on track and get through Thanksgiving without a lot of issues, I think we'll be okay. Um, Thanksgiving's right. going to be a thing, though, because a lot of families get together and, you know, it's, yep. it is what it is. But uh, it, I, I think that if we can get back on the, the right track next week, I think we'll be okay as long as everybody stays in their bubble like they should. It does seem like uh, we've had a, a spike in cases after holidays. Uh, it just seems that way to me from Memorial Day to July 4th to, to Halloween to Labor Day. And whenever there's a holiday, it seems like we have a spike in cases. I'm not basing that on any science. I'm basing it on what Jimmy seems to notice from time to time. But it seems like, you know, whether it was Memorial Day or July 4th or Labor Day and then now Halloween. Uh, and it does make sense that people gather more socially maybe indoors uh during that periods of time and 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 like you said uh now the next the next bullet to dodge is thanksgiving and uh uh i no no doubt families will get together inside and uh and that could lead to another run of cases so we'll we'll see yeah uh it's just you know it's going to be day to day we keep saying that but i mean there's really nowhere else to go with it i mean this and the sec still hasn't given us any update uh as of this recording uh, when the next game will be scheduled. Now, we're recording this around lunchtime on Thursday for Friday's podcast for the prediction show. But, um, you know, between now and then, they may come out with a, uh, a, a revised schedule. But I still like the idea I had yesterday of, hey, let's – you have to play the teams in your division that remain. Um, and then we're going to just figure out, you know, we're going to make it work from there. Um you know, we'll figure out some kind of cross thing going on. And, it, and maybe that's not even mathematically possible because some teams have to play fewer SEC West teams or whatever. I don't know. But I just think that that's, that's where I would go with it. I would make sure that uh, the, the you get to play the teams in your division and then let the rough end drag, as they say. 
Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about Coors Light. Go to CoorsLight.com. It's the beer made to chill. It is brewed to chill. And you know you need to chill. Look, it's still kind of hot out there. So you need to chill like literally. Uh, the weather has been crazy. And this week, you're going to have the Masters, no Alabama football to deal with and to stress over. So just have a Coors Light and relax and watch the Masters. Uh, watch some of these other games. Let some other teams beat up on each other for a little bit. That's going to be fun, and that's going to be fine. Coors Light, check them out. CoorsLight.com. Brewed in Golden, Colorado, as they always have been. It's the silver bullet. It's the beer of choice for both Jimmy and me. There's no doubt about that. The one thing we want you to do, though, drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Can't stress that enough. And just have a Coors Light. Sit down on your couch and you know, just relax and, and chill out. That's what Coors Light is made to do. Okay, Jimmy, um, let's let's do talk some predictions, but frankly, it's kind of funny. I mean, how many predictions can we give this weekend? I mean, there's not a lot. Three. To, to, Three. That, that's about right. I mean, look, <laughs> let me give you these games that are going on this weekend. This is the dumpiest trucks of dumpiest truck weekends i've ever seen uh tomorrow night you got cincinnati and east carolina that ought to be a barn burner i'm not going to even waste your time with that one now here is a moderately interesting one miami at virginia tech virginia tech did just lose to liberty but miami at virginia tech i I wouldn't be surprised if virginia tech wins this game and in fact they're favored that ought to tell you about the acc yeah, uh, I, and I think Miami is a team that uh, I think in the stock market they call, call they're overvalued. I think right now. I, I mean, I think Miami has improved. I think Derek King uh, has been a really good addition. I'm a big fan of Rhett Lashley, their offense coordinator. I think is going to be a good head coach one day. Uh, but is, is Miami really a top ten football team? Is Miami really one of the ten best? I don't think so. So when that happens. They are headed for, at some point, a market correction uh, could easily come against a wounded, uh, embarrassed Virginia Tech team. Uh, And I'm just going to flip through some of the – I'm not going to go down the whole top 25 because there's some real stinkers in here. Uh, Indiana and Michigan State is is moderately interesting, only because Indiana is ranked number 10 in the country, if you can believe it. And um, Same thing I would say about Miami. I mean, are they really one of the 10 best? If they're not – the market corrections is staring them straight in the face. And Michigan State was good enough to beat the crap out of Michigan. I don't think Michigan State's very good, uh, but I'm not convinced Indiana is either. Uh, I, I mean, you got to say, based on what we've seen so far, Indiana wins the game. But I, I can't help but think Indiana is uh, staring at a, at a market correction that's going to come soon. This one is interesting from a local level. Number 15, Coastal Carolina at Troy. Um, Coastal Carolina's 11-point favorite, though. I think we all like to – uh, wax poetic occasionally about Troy and, and some of the things they've done in the past, like go to LSU and win, but I don't think they're going to be able to win this game. Now, Coastal is playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they won't take Troy lightly. Uh, great chemistry on that Coastal Carolina ball club. Uh, I, I think Coastal wins the game. Uh, is Troy capable? Uh, yeah, I would tell you before the season started, Troy had more good players than Coastal Carolina. Apparently, I'd have been wrong to suggest that. But, uh, yeah, I'll say Coastal Carolina keeps their unblemished record unblemished. Uh, Notre Dame at BC. Again, we talked about this. The The irony is 
BC is the team that beat Notre Dame after they beat Florida State in 1993 that kept him out of a national championship game. That game actually was in Notre Dame, if I remember right, though, at South Bend. And um, so this one's a little different because it is at Boston College. But it's the red bandana game for Boston College, which is they honor, a, 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 I think, um, is it a fireman? I can't remember who. Uh, or a soldier who saved a lot of people, and then he later died from smoke inhalation, I think it was. There's a great story about it, uh, and I'm I'm doing horrible things by disparaging this without knowing the story completely, but I've heard the story, and I know it's a cool story. Um, And so Boston College will probably play with an extra bit of oomph this weekend, but I still don't think it's enough. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the shocker upset here. Uh, you know, I, obviously, whenever you call for a shocking upset, you can easily be uh, proven wrong, uh, and I could easily be wrong here. But uh, I'm gonna say that uh, that Boston College upsets Notre Dame this weekend uh, and and wins wins this game for for two or three reasons. Number one, uh, it's the come down game. For uh, for Georgia for for Notre Dame, it's the come down game. And by that I mean, you know, you you cannot possibly have a uh, a bigger win than what Notre Dame had a week ago. And if you want a formula for an upset, is go on the road right after a big home win. So so that that you know, I, I always look for an upset to happen when that happens. Then throw in one other factor: a team is better than their name. And to me, that's Boston College this year. I think that's a pretty good football team. I don't think they're great, but I think they're pretty good. Uh, and Boston College is a team that maybe you uh, subconsciously take lightly, uh, but they're better than that. I, I watched uh, the Boston College-Clemson game, I'm telling you, for 30 minutes. Boston College sort of whipped Clemson for 30 minutes. So uh, I'm going to call for the upset here, but uh, as with anybody who, who thinks uh, you know a 20-point you know, underdog is going to win a game, uh, it's sort of crazy to do that, but uh, but here I am. Uh, I called Notre Dame to beat Clemson last week, uh, and I think Boston College upsets them right back this week. Interesting. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool, uh, and it would certainly shake up the whole playoff scenario. You know, I, I looked at Indiana really quickly because I couldn't remember if they played Ohio State this year, and they do. They actually play Ohio State next week. So Ohio State's got a week off. Michigan State plays somebody, and then Indiana at um, – Ohio State next week, which I mean, if Indiana were to somehow pull that off, oh my God, the 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 ripple effect there would be absolutely incredible. But um, a couple of more things: uh, Wisconsin at Michigan. Boy, you talk about a must win if you ask me for Michigan. Good opportunity for Michigan not to erase everything that's happened, but uh, you see, though, if, if Wisconsin beats Michigan, and they should. You can see wheels just flying off that uh, that the Blue and Mays bus. I mean, you can just see the wheels coming off if Wisconsin wins this game. I sort of like maybe Michigan to win this game in a back-up-against-the-wall scenario. Plus, Wisconsin fighting through their COVID issues. Uh, they've been off a couple of weeks. I can easily see Michigan winning this game, and I want to say I'm picking Michigan. But in the end, I'm not, and, and it's because I think Harbaugh is what he is. I think Michigan is what they are. I think Wisconsin is what they are, which is actually a legitimate, good top ten type football team. Uh, star freshman Graham uh, Mertz, uh, I think, is going to going to become a real big thing in uh, college football. Uh, so Wisconsin just is a better team than Michigan with 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 weirdly better players than Michigan. So uh, yeah, Wisconsin wins on the road. 
any reason to believe Arkansas can beat Florida this weekend? Yes, just in this sense. Uh, I've sold Arkansas short every single week, and I've been wrong, and I don't want to sell them short again. Uh, it's a team playing with a lot of confidence. They have nothing to lose. Uh, Philip, Felipe Franks, uh, you could kind of see him potentially playing the game of his life against against the team that sort of sort of ran him off uh, for not being good enough. And, uh, you know, you, you factor all that in. Florida's not good on defense. Florida's subject to being upset because they're not great on defense. Uh, and, and they have gone through stretches this season when they haven't played well. So I can see a scenario uh, where the shocking upset happens behind a career performance by Felipe Franks. But, no, no. Florida's just too good here uh, playing at home. I don't think Arkansas can get enough stops on defense uh, I think Florida wins. I won't be surprised if it's, as Corso says, closer than the experts think. Uh, but uh, Florida wins. They just have too much. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. 18 total delicious flavors. They had 12. They added six. Quick math tells you that's 18 incredible flavors, one of which is my favorite, carrot cake. I love me some carrot cake. Uh, but they've got all kind of other flavors too. And they're all uh, covered in chocolate and they, but you know, the thing is they're good for a keto diet. They very low in net carbs. Uh, they're healthier for you than say something like a cliff bar or any of these other bars that you see at the impulse aisle or in, in a Walmart or a Walgreens or whatever built bar is where you want to go. And you need to go get them at built bar.com. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off. Trust me and Jimmy here. You will love these things. I've got some at my house. Have one for breakfast occasionally. It fills you up. You're ready to rock. Take on the day. Builtbar.com. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Trust us on this. They're delicious. You want them. You'll keep ordering them. You'll wonder why in the world it took you so long to go to Builtbar.com. Jimmy, just uh, we're going to move around here a little bit. First of all, been a lot of talk recently, speaking of Liberty, like we did in the last segment, about Hugh Freeze and his potential for coming to the SEC. And on Sports Blitz Live, a show I do every Tuesday here in Alexandra City that's that's shown for the most part statewide and on Facebook Live, um, my co-host was a guy named Andy, and super good guy, but he is an ob. And he went on about how, you know what? I mean, everybody deserves a second chance and no sin is worse than other sin. First of all, I beg to differ there. I don't care what anybody preaches. One sin can be worse than the other sin. I believe that wholeheartedly. And number two. That's why there's a list. There's literally a list of them in the Old Testament. There's like 10 10 that are like big ones. These are are bad. Um, Now, the the thing that we got off talking about was Hugh Freeze because – a lot of talk centers around if Gus Malzahn would have be canned, would Hugh Freeze be Auburn's number one target? A lot of a lot of Auburn fans want it to happen. Some don't. Um, or the same thing could be said for Tennessee or South Kakalaki. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Hugh Freeze should not come back to this league. Now, some people may think I'm being harsh here. I'm not trying to not give him a second chance. In fact, he has a second chance. Right now, he's making $3 million a year right now at Liberty University. That's a pretty damn good second chance to me, okay? 
Now, I know Alabama tried to hire him as a co-offensive coordinator in 2018. I didn't want it to happen then. I just did not want it. I don't I don't want him around the program. I don't believe him. Um, hey, more power to anybody who wants to think that he's completely redeemed himself. More power to you. I'm not – I don't buy it. Um, uh, and I know some people say, well, look at somebody like Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl got in a lot of trouble and lied and did and whatever. That's true. I would argue wholeheartedly that Hugh Freeze was uh, – his transgressions were much worse than uh, Bruce Pearl's, even though Pearl did lie to the NCAA and a lot of other folks. All that's true. Um, I, I'm still going to say that I wouldn't have minded at all if Alabama had hired Bruce Pearl. I do mind it if if somebody hires uh, Hugh Freeze in this conference because he did have a shot here, and he blew it. And he, he didn't just lie. He rode this lie as long as he could until it was time to like, hey, you have no choice but to tell the truth. I don't get, you don't get respect for that. When you have to tell the truth, there's no other option. And then you do it, that's that's not worth it to me. So I'm fine if he wants to go to the Big 12 or if the Big 10 does. But, you know, here's another litmus test. I've, I've noticed some people talking about this on Twitter, and several national guys, you know, uh, chimed in when the possibility of, hey, man, he could go to Michigan. They all chimed in with, you know what? Michigan ain't doing that. And uh, I think that's that's good for Michigan. Um, and and it's like my my friends, my friend Andy said to me, well, you know, where's the line? And I said, I don't know where the line is, but the line starts and stops at Hugh Freeze for me. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I, I, I don't want Hugh Freeze to be the head coach at Alabama. I mean, that would be my, you know, and regardless of our circumstance, I, I wouldn't want – because. Like you said, I, I think the transgressions were just too bad for me, and 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 there's no, it, it's just not necessary that an Alabama or another SEC school hire. I, I I just don't see it as necessary. There's other really good candidates, and it's fine to me that Hugh Freeze gets to uh, uh, have a redemption tour and have a second shot. And Liberty is a good second shot, and I think he is going to get a Power Five opportunity probably in the SEC. But uh, not for me. I, it, it's just a pass for me. Uh, but is he do? Is he a good football coach? Is he doing a good job at Liberty? Uh, obviously, obviously. And whoever hires him is likely to win. Uh, I think. But you know, at what cost? And uh, I, it's a pass for me. But do I expect to see him uh, as a head coach in the Power Five and probably in the SEC? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think Auburn is uh, as likely to hire him as anybody else. Uh, they hired Bruce Pearl. I think they'd hire Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I do. The Auburn situation would be quite funny because, number one, then they would have two guys who have a bad history in the SEC on the same campus. And Gus Malzahn and Hugh Freeze are really tight. So that's – I mean, I know they are. They've played in a member guest down here at Willow Point before together. Um, I mean, they're very tight. So uh, that would be that, – that adds a lot of interesting caveats to it. But, you know – Tight with Nick Saban. He's tight with Nick Saban. Nick yeah. and you were friends. That's fine. Well, here's, and again, I'm not saying Hugh Freeze is the worst human being on the planet. That's not where I'm going with this. Me neither. I'm saying yeah, I'm not that, saying that know, either. He's not he's not Adolf Hitler. It's nothing like that. But I'm, I'm just yeah, saying I, I just think there's other choices. Yes, exactly. And I think that's where eventually as a conference, you have I mean, we don't have a lot of moral high ground in the SEC, right? I mean, it, it, right. It, we don't throw Jimmy, you and I are are, are pretty realist here. Alabama's not always on the up and up. 
but neither is Auburn, neither is Ole Miss, neither is neither is LSU, or Georgia, whatever. They're not all because you can't be, or you'll never win. You'll never win a game if you play strictly by the books. So that that's just the way that is. Um, now, I think though, when you get into something like what uh, is is going on or did go on with Freeze, I mean, it just how many more body blows do we need to take as a conference? Let's. There are other opportunities out there for good coaches. And um, you know what? There are other opportunities for Freeze. It's not like Freeze gets shut out um, from employment. If he's making $3 million a year at Liberty, for a guy who did what he did, that's a pretty damn good redemption story. And frankly, I think he comes off looking a whole hell of a lot better if he stays at Liberty for a while. He signed an extension yesterday through, through, through 2026. I think he comes off looking damn near like a saint if he stays at Liberty and does good things. He's got him ranked. I mean, what kind of great story would that be? That's the kind of story I can get behind. But if he becomes some sort of shyster and just goes, hop, you know, hopping job to job like Bobby Petrino um, and, and still doing all these pretty immoral things, you know what? It's, it, I mean, did he really deserve this kind of move? That's my whole take on that. But, you know, some people would disagree with me, and I know it's when it all costs for the most part. Um, again, some more odd name things. Bo Scarborough uh, is picked up by the Seattle Seahawks for their practice squad, and uh, he may get a shot. Seattle's had a lot of injury problems on the running back side. Good player. Yeah, he's been good in the NFL, frankly. He hasn't been awesome. Maybe you'd have already been on an active roster, but he's been good in the NFL. It wouldn't shock me uh, if uh, Bo got a, a shot to be the starting running back in Seattle and, and did well. He's probably not going to rush for – 210 yards being a fell player of the week, but, uh, but Bo's a, Bo's a pro back. Uh, how about this? This just came out. I mean, it just came out for us, for you guys. It's been on today, but, uh, Alabama number 25 in the basketball coaches poll. How about that, bro? That's incredible. Uh, the job that Nate Oates has done at Alabama, despite only coaching a handful of games, he hasn't coached even a completed season and I'm starting to argue that he's already proven to be the best recruiter in the history of the program. So what, what a job Nate Oates is doing off the court. Uh, and, and in terms of on the court, I'm not uh, complaining. I'm just saying his, his uh, grade on the court uh, is no more than an incomplete uh, right now. But uh, off the court, uh, A++++++. Uh, and then – there was a story today that came out. Um, uh, one of LSU's wide receivers and Treshawn Holden were together in Baton Rouge, apparently, during the off week. And the some police officers either pulled him over or stopped him or something and held him at gunpoint and, you know, demanded to see all this identification, demanded to know where their quote-unquote guns and drugs were, which they hadn't either of, either of them. Um, and now there's a lawyer involved, obviously, um, just a weird story, though. I, I, I assume that Treshawn and this receiver were either teammates or something like that, perhaps, uh, or very close, maybe from Florida. Uh, but it bothers me that Treshawn's down in Baton Rouge uh, during that off week when apparently Baton Rouge was lit a fire with COVID. Yeah, there's a lot of things that bother me about the story, including the reason it's in the news. And, you know, I, I've learned as a lawyer in particular never to assume that everything that you read in a news report is accurate. Uh, so I don't think it's fair to the police involved uh, 
to assume that the story is just as the lawyer reports it, uh, and, and also don't think it's fair to assume that Treshawn and uh, Coy Moore are making this up. Uh, that's not fair either. Uh, if the story is true as told, it's appalling. Uh, it's particularly appalling because it happened to one of us, one of our players, one of our kids, uh, somebody that we should all care about, and uh, it, it's just more evidence of, uh, of, of a lot of disgraceful uh, conduct uh, on the part of police, if the story is true as told, because uh, I swear we, we, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty in this country, and why, based on what they, they said, why guns would be drawn on them for just literally walking around uh, is insane, if true, but all too common, and, and, and I don't know what else – needs to be done to get people's attention on this issue, if true. And, and again, I'm not assuming it's 100% true because that's not fair, again, to the police, but I'm also not assuming Treshawn and, and Coy are uh, telling a story. Now, other reasons it's concerning, uh, I, I bet it's not just the Trey Sanders car wreck and, and that story, but all things said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Saban didn't say, God, I should have just for this off weekend, put them in the football building and just lock the door because Treshawn could have easily come back with COVID. We don't even know that he didn't. As Nick Saban reported yesterday that we do have a player with COVID that's positive. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Treshawn was in Baton Rouge, he, he, he might be one we should, uh, we should look to first. Uh, and they were at a party. I mean, the, the story that I read uh, about that is they were at or near a uh, party, which is the last thing you should go to. Uh, right now, if you're a college-age kid on a college campus, in terms of if you're trying not to give COVID to your teammates and, and your program, so uh, that's disappointing. Uh, I'm not even I'm not one of these fans about how all, all the other teams are enemies because all these kids have best friends that play on other teams. But even that said, I'm not crazy about one of our players hanging out in Baton Rouge seven days before we play them. I, I would rather him not be asked to give scouting reports on what's going on in practice with Alabama while he's down, you know, just kind of puts him in a bad spot. I, I, I'm just, can't you have gone to see your buddy some other weekend? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like anything about the story, but what I mostly don't like about the story as it's told is a gun being pointed at our players by the police when they've done absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's, it's it's sad and, and hopefully the boy you don't want to say hopefully that's not the story because if that's not the story that means Treshawn and Coy, Coy Moore are lying which you don't want to happen either so it's just it's just a bad situation all the way around and I wish it could have been avoided uh but that being said Jimmy I think we ought to call this podcast to a close and um roll tide buddy roll tide